Greetings, rare ones. My name is Joanne, and I started the Rare Birds podcast because I wanted to hear from people like myself who come from emerging markets or the developing world, as we're called, who are entrepreneurial, resourceful, passionate, and energized to take their vision from idea to startup. Each week, you will hear me interview founders and teams from across emerging markets who are in the early stages of building their businesses. From time to time, you will also hear me speak with established ecosystem builders, mentors, investors, and business professionals who share knowledge based on their years of experience. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in hearing from the next wave of change makers across emerging markets, building in various industries from agro to tech to health, beauty, and all in between. This podcast is also for those who have ideas, but they're not entirely sure how to make them a reality. They're looking for inspiration and encouragement. We call ourselves Rare Ones. And if this sounds like you, then welcome to the family. Sit back, relax, and listen in to our always so good conversation. Bye for now. Greetings, rare ones, and welcome back to the Ribbert Podcast. And I am your host, Joanne, and we are back today with another episode. This is a bonus episode, and tonight I am joined by my friend in Lagos, and his name is Awasika. Welcome, Awasika, to the show. Yeah, thank you very much, Joanne. Uh, nice. Thanks for having me on this episode. Yeah, really excited to have you on. So, firstly, tell us your full name, please. Say your full name okay. to us. My, my full name is Aoshika Israel Ayodiji. Aoshika being the last name, the family name, and Ayodiji being the first name. Yes, perfect. Awesome. I was not going to say your name because I know I would need a few tries. So that's why I told you to say your own name. <laughs> we, we have a little joke on the podcast where I just let people say their own names because I am I always butcher people's names. It's very embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. But anyway, so you're based in Lagos, right? Yes, Lagos, Nigeria. Awesome. Is that where you were born and raised? Is that where you're from originally, or do you come from another part of Nigeria? Okay, I was born in Ondo State. I, my parents are both from Ondo State, born particularly in Ondo Town. It's still, it's still within the southwest region of the country. Then I grew up, all my childhood age was spent in Oshun State, Oshubu, to be precise. Then... After school, I schooled in Jebu, Deogun State, then I decided to migrate to Lagos. Mm. How do you like being in the big city? Uh, How do you like Lagos okay. life? Okay. Uh, <laughs> my Lagos life was actually motivated by my wife at the time. She, like, she was born and bred in Lagos, and she wanted yeah. to move back to Lagos. And since Lagos is the big city, but I think I stay in, no uh, I would like to say now, some of the local environment of Lagos. Lagos has quite a number of suburbs. So I stay in the Kurudu part of Lagos, a little mm -hmm. bit quiet than the island and the mainland. Mm -hmm. And life is still more, how would I say, it's still more very quiet. It's not like the busy, 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 busy one you see on the island and the mainland. Yeah. So Lagos actually grew to me. I came here since 2015. And so far, I've actually blended well to Lagos. Nice, 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 nice. So in your, in your Twitter profile, you say you're a researcher, blockchain advocate, business developer, 
but more importantly, you said you're a husband and a father, designer, community builder. So you're a husband and you're a father, right? So you have one yeah. one child. Yeah, one 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 now. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, for now, for now. Okay, okay, okay. So there's more coming then. <laughs> I think, I think I think one more. I don't believe in actually having more kids because I think at some point in my life I would like to still do quite a number of jetting around and yeah. I want to have look back at plenty of them. Just one or two. I think two is okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what did you study in university? Oh, okay. For, luckily for me, I studied home economics and hotel management. Oh I, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so my course is more like the okay. We do like the course is more when we put care home economics like okay, the okay, home economics is more like the care of the home. Yeah, which yeah. Includes the, the cooking, the clothing, the babysitting. Yes. I saw your tweet about that. I was laughing. You were like you were laughing at yourself for taking yeah. economics. I think that's good, especially for men. Hello, that's awesome. Yeah, we have we have I think we have just five of those. During my days in school, we have 54 girls and five boys. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my God. So you had no choice. And you studied uh, economics and then home economics and then you said hospitality. So how did you end up doing the work that you're doing now? Because everything that you do now is sort of related to tech, right? Blockchain tech in particular. Yeah. I think looking back 2007, I was laughing at myself. I had a picture on Facebook like that where... I was playing with a laptop. Funny enough, I didn't get a laptop early. My junior brother had one before I do. <laughs> but anytime I had opportunity with this laptop, I just like, I always believe that there's so much to do on the internet. I, I, although the internet didn't get here early, but I spent my early time understanding and appreciating the internet. I think during my jam time, during when I was doing my jam lesson, there was a time I actually spent my, if my jam lesson at the cyber cafe, like I was just every day doing it was all research per se, just more like I think that was the day of Yahoo, days of Yahoo Messenger. Just like go there, chat, connect to people. So I always believe that the world after where I stay. Mm -hmm. So more of the internet internet. And so even during the school time, I was still more on the internet person doing research and all. So I've always believed that outside what I studied in school, there is always another life. So mm. that, that has been drive. Then I think when I graduated, I don't like the corporate life. Like I don't like the corporate life wearing tie and also I told myself I was going to work on myself. <laughs> yeah. And I pick up I pick up job as a researcher. I was doing freelance research assistant for students at the time. Yeah. Because I think I, I, had, I had a good time with my own undergraduate research. So I was doing I was helping them guide their own. I did that since 2014. Yeah. So 2017 I work I work from home. So my friend just introduced me to Bitcoin and blockchain. Mm. Then I saw 2017, 2018, I saw a new light. I was like, ah, if these people that goes to work every day are still trying to make a living out of blockchain, then I have other time. I just like, I can do everything. So I started learning about it, then graduating from there to where mm. I am now. Wow. And where you are now, okay. So this is what I want to um, get a deep dive into. You do a lot in this space. You're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Uh, people should know that Awasika and I met through 
the Cornell Fellowship, with which we're both uh, a part of, and we're collaborating. So we're going to be working together. But we'll talk about that in uh, in the part two of of our conversation. But right now, Awasika, you do a lot. So how? How, okay, so you told us how you got into all the things that you do. So, okay, for example, 500 Niger, Nigeria developers, right? I know it's called something else now, but how did you specifically get involved with that project? Okay, I think one of, one of, one of, one of, the, one of the gifts, or let's say talent I personally have that I do appreciate is the talent of picking something that looks very stupid and just see <laughs> what an idea around it. And this, okay. this is why I said Look very stupid. Like back way back 2018, I started an initiative called Block Educare. Okay. The idea, the idea, the, the old idea of it was blockchain education and customer care. Okay. Okay. The goal was uh, at the time, around 2018, the average Nigerian just want to get into any get any Ponzi scheme that has Bitcoin attached to it. Right. So I discovered that it was education that needs to be done if we really want to get blockchain right. Okay. So, uh, so I've, I've been looking out for that. Then picking back to October 2019, during, after DEFCON, DEFCON 5, I think DEFCON 5 or DEFCON 6 now, I just saw a tweet because I spent more time on Twitter. Like I spent almost all my time on Twitter. Yes, you're so a Twitter I man just, for sure. You are a Twitter man. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just saw a tweet from Joseph, Joseph Lubin's account, that's mm. Ethereum Joseph, talking about the 1 million dev pro, uh, project that consensus was piloting at the time. Mm-hmm. I think this, I is the, this is the this is the 1 million ethereum developers, right? That one you yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. So immediately I saw the tweet. Like under 30 seconds I saw an opportunity in the tweet. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, I just I just I just through the tweet and I was seeing people with very stupid comments like how will Ethereum scale 1 million developers when there is no scalable solution, blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, okay, if Ethereum is looking for 1 million developers and we have this large population in Africa, we can do this in Africa. Mm. That was my comment and I left. Wow. So I just I saw, I saw a notification after from Ethereum the network that like, okay, if you are interested in doing this in Africa, we are interested in working with you. Let us talk. So like, wow, just like that. And uh, fortunately, I immediately I said the tweet. I already had the proposal in my head for what it should look like. So I just commented that I already have a proposal already. And <laughs> they said I submitted the proposal and I submitted the proposal. I just immediately I just looked away and was like, I was not expecting anything to really come out of it. Yeah. And. Uh, the following Sunday, I got the notification that, okay, we are taking the proposal forward. Let's talk about it and finalize it. So like joke in October, we started mm-hmm. the whole process. So I discussed, I discussed with quite a number of friends after that, and they were actually very helpful to the stabilizing of 500 Nigerian deals for Ethereum, really. Then that, that was how it all started till we are where we are now. Nice. That is quite the story. So yeah. whatever. So so the initial uh, project that you were working on, uh, Block Educare, that's that's defunct now. That's no longer in operation. No. Okay. That, that, at, at the point, I had to actually pause the program because there was there was, there was this phase where you had to struggle through ideas and all. 
and I've, I've understood that when I struggled through some things, maybe the time was not right to do them. So, well, everything I've been doing in the space, I've actually been around education and mm -hmm. all. So the goal is that one day I would be able to stabilize my education program in the space enough to now link it back to Block Educate. So in my own mind, Block Educate is still going to be there. So now, like now, with the way everything is pissing off now, we are like, Block Educate is the mother body whereby who is hosting 500 Nigerian deaths for Ethereum. Okay, okay, wow. Okay, so you got really into into blockchain. I know you've traveled, you've traveled to Paris, you've traveled around as a part of just your development in the whole community, right? I think I've only, I've only been to Paris. Uh, I, I've touched one or two places in Nigeria. I've actually mm -hmm. blockchain, I've only been to Paris. Why? I know that you're, you're very enthusiastic about the blockchain community. Why, why, I mean, I know why you're attracted to the technology, but why do you feel so at home in this community? What is it about the community that you, that you love so much, the blockchain community? Okay, I think one of, one of the things that the blockchain community has that other community does not really have, especially the Ethereum community, is that everybody is welcomed, sincerely. Yes, like, that's true. Look, looking, back to, looking, back, looking back to October 2019, after we had was supposed to start working on the 500 Nigerian Dev project. I remember there, there, was, there was a man, there was this uh, person that works with Pegasus at the time, his name is Felipe Faragi. Mm -hmm. He just saw the tweets and was like, hey, I'm interested in working with you. Nice. And like, from, from nowhere, I, at the time, I had a, I had a, I had a partner then that, worked, that lives in Spain mm -hmm. from the project I was working on before. So I told him about the project and under a week, he drafted the curriculum so every, the, way, the way everybody, everything was pissing off, like, wow, this is own place to be. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, there's no discrimination from, okay, this person is in Africa. Person, as long as your idea and all correlates with the general goal of the community. So like, if this works this way, mm -hmm. why, why look elsewhere? <laughs> so so the world, the world, the world, like, like I said in the article, uh, I was featured on, on Coindesk. The old, the old goal is actually the community. Like the way the community acceptance works makes everything actually good for me. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important that, like you said, the community is uh, very welcoming. I think that's true. I think because there's something about the Ethereum community. I don't know if you agree. It's like a mindset. Like people in that community definitely think they're aligned in their thinking. There's a way that they see the world. Yeah, the, 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 the Ethereum community actually is one community that, I don't know, just like a special breed of people, like the mindset is too open to things. Everything actually works on Ethereum. So like yeah. the mindset actually works the same way too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about exactly what you're trying to do with your current project now i know you've changed the name it's no longer 500 developer uh, nigerian developers for ease it's web what have you what is it now web three web three bridge web three bridge web three bridge exactly so tell us now about web three bridge okay web three bridge is designed to be an advancement to what we have done in 500 nigerian dev now the reason why we had the name before was that we have a target of 500 developers 
or we are look, we actually had a look across Africa, across Nigeria, because we believe that Nigeria is like a connecting point for other African countries. Yeah. And the um, good part is that we had quite a number of people from other African countries. We have a finalist currently from Kenya, and the guy is doing an amazing job now with his final project. Then I think we had two persons from India in the program. We had somebody from Pakistan, somebody from Bangladesh in the mm. present program. But having I mean, 500 Nigerian deaths actually streamlined the program, constrained the program to, to groups. Mm. So the, the whole goal of Web3 Bridge is like creating a bridge between the Web2 and the Web3 environment. So we are more like the connecting bridge for Web2 and Web3. And uh, instead of limiting it to Nigeria, we are growing across Nigeria because thank good, uh, thanks to Kennel, we had a team member from Uganda join us. And Katongole mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Alan, he has actually been a very, very great addition to the team. Mm -hmm. like, uh, the whole transition phase has been helpful with him and uh, Timmy Tayo, who has been working very closely with me on the project and uh so the, the goal is that we are, we, are, we, are, we are trying to see how best to make uh like we are building the program on four pillars now okay against what we had before the four pillars being uh interaction learning networking and contribution we are growing the interaction within the program and we want to ensure that now we are revising reviewing the curriculum to make sure that the curriculum is more well created very improved than what we had before then mm -hmm. we want to have more network between the Web3 environment. Like now, we have, we, we, we have access to quite a number of networks in the space now, and I uh, want, to, want to make sure we maximize that. Then we are migrating those set of people from their Web2 experience under the face when under the time frame of them being in the program to be contributors to the Web3 ecosystem. Right. Uh, open source, working with team, building their own startups and all. Nice. So tell us a little bit about uh, blockchain now, not blockchain in terms of cryptocurrency traders, but blockchain technology in Nigeria generally, like the actual technology, you know, like dApps and smart contracts and coding and, and that kind of thing. Outside of trading, because I know trading is very big, but we don't want to talk about that this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, trading, trading is one of the biggest biggest markets now in Nigeria, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. The good part is that the whole technology is gradually sinking into the space, mm -hmm. the Nigerian space. To be to be to be fair to guys, there are quite a number of guys that are really really building amazing projects. Although a number of them have actually not scaled too mm -hmm. well. Presently, we have, I think that, that was what that is a guy that is working on like a live streaming uh, platform for music mm -hmm. and it's building on a blockchain. And, uh, but one, 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 one of the things I believe we can still scale is making, making it be bigger because there are still need for more developers in the space. Quite a number of developers we have don't actually work for Nigerian projects. Mm. They do, they are working for maybe exchanges or wallets which is more on the cryptocurrency side of things, but on actual DAP development part of it, a number of DAPs are actually not still Nigerian, African based. So there's still, there still so much to be done on that front. And we are hoping that we should be able to lead this effectively. Nice, nice, nice. So where do you see this long-term? 
where do you want uh, the, your project to be long-term? I mean, is it, I know it's a project now, but is it, is it a startup? Is it a business? Like what's sort of the, the structure of it right now? Where do you want it to be in say like five years, 10 years? Okay, in five years, I see it was like an underlap for blockchain development. Nice. Now, the, 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 the fun part is I've always told myself way back 2017 when I first, I think okay, way back 2015, 20, when I first learned about Andela, that I'm interested in building something like that. But mm. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I'm not a developer and I'm sure my brain cannot actually cope. <laughs> I tell myself that a lot though. Mm. But, but I see like the friends fields we add now, the six finalists we have are working on very fantastic projects. We have somebody from Kenya that is building uh, a land registry for Kenya. Mm. And uh, personally, yes, like we're discussing with the developers, they are like, how oh, will somebody that is just new to blockchain be working on three paths? The guy is combining three contracts together in a project. And uh, he, he actually figured out the whole, the way governments will take out their taxes and all of that. So I believe at some point you can able to integrate this into the Kenyan government, which means at some point it will be like, like a network to, how will I call it now? network to government agencies, you know, a team supplying developers for projects, a mm -hmm. team whereby we can take development projects and build internal like a dev shop. So while, 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 while there, is, there is a number of adjustment and uh, review still in place, but I see, I see us being one of the biggest contributors of Web3 developers in African markets. Awesome. Awesome. And you said in the African market, so you do have plans. You want to scale. Like, yeah. I mean, you mentioned uh, Takongole, who is our uh, fellow in the program, who is, uh, he's from Uganda, but I think he's in South Africa right now or something, right? No, he's actually in Uganda at the moment. Oh, okay, okay. The okay, awesome. So like, for example, you have him on board and you yeah. want to scale. So what is your plan? Where do you think you'll go first? Okay. Uh, our go-to plan, especially for the Web3 bridge, is to make sure that we have so much contributors in the open source space. Mm -hmm. And this, this, is actually, this is actually the idea. Like the open source as like, what, what, the Gitcoin, what the Gitcoin teams are doing with the Gitcoin bounties and grants is actually very amazing. It's, like, it's look brilliant. Look, looking at the number, looking at the wide number of, looking at the wide number of, uh, grants and the bounties in the space is actually very, very amazing. So we're looking at making it a bigger platform for whereby after training, during the training, we get them to get access to the bounties at a bigger scale, to get them access to quite a number of things. So we are building a robust, that's one of the things Katongole and Daniel are working on to make sure we build a robust scale of open source developers. First, then we now from there start migrating to startups and all. Yeah, yeah, and you want to expand across across the continent. So, do you think you'll go to, I don't know, Kenya next, or like country-wise? Where do you think you'll you'll go next? Uh, at the moment, we actually we're actually still going to be working more remotely, okay. and uh, we're going to be working more remotely. Then, as long, as much as we have opportunities in different or all these countries we can go there like if eventually we're able to scale uh peter's project in kenya we'll be in kenya to do that then if opportunity pass as uh, available to train developers in kenya there and we have to do it 
offline. We have to settle down there and do it while we still do all our other remote adventures. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So where where do you see, because I mean, Ethereum is just one aspect of the blockchain. What role do you see Ethereum specifically playing in Nigeria, in your country? Okay, I, I, I do believe that apparently in Nigeria, Ethereum has very, very little community, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to development part of things. But I do believe that with the way the Ethereum blockchain is, the Ethereum community is, mm -hmm. Ethereum actually has the, the role to play as a leading team. In like a number, a number of all these projects are still decentralized as Ethereum is at the moment. So talking about the decentralized part of things and the network of developers, I think Ethereum has the biggest pool of developers globally in the blockchain space. So. That, 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 that makes it easier for projects to actually scale. So I see Ethereum being like the problem of development in Africa. Mm, interesting. Yes. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. So now turning to our fellowship that we're in with Gitcoin, why did you decide to, to join that? Because I mean, you've been, you've been, you've been in hack money, right? I know you, I think you did hack money, right? No, I actually, I actually didn't do hack money. No, I thought you've done, you've never done any of those, any of the ETH Global? No, 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 I, I, I actually not. I think the 500 have actually made me more closer to uh, all these people in the community who have not participated in any hackathon before. Ah, okay, okay, got you, I understand. So what led you to 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 Gitcoin Kernel, how did you get involved with that? Because uh, people should know it's an invite-only uh, forum. I think they had put out some applications at the end, right? But I think most people got involved because they were invited. Uh, personally, I saw the invites the first time yeah. it was shared. The first there was there was an invite at the first time. Yeah. Then uh, I I thought of okay, I am actually a good. I, I like learning a lot, even though it's not convenient or convenient. At the first stage when I saw that, I was like, okay, this looks like something I would be interested in. Although I'm not sure I fit into what they needed. Because at the point they said that they needed product manager, program designer, uh, developers. But I didn't really fit into it because I used to tell myself that even though I'm planning programs, I'm not sure I fit into being a project manager right. or product manager. So I was just like, okay, I'll, I'm going to apply at some point. So when the application time opens, I actually do apply. And then I think Scott, Scott, uh, Scott is, I think the CEO of Gitcoin told Vivek about what we're doing with the 500 dev because I've been working closely with Scott. Mm -hmm. So I got, I got an invite from... I got an invite from an interview or a discussion session, and it was more like an interaction about what we do on the 500 dev, more like what we do, then how they would like me to be on the program to see how best you can do this. So that was how I got into Kennel. Yeah, and you're enjoying the experience, obviously. I mean, we all are. It's amazing. <laughs> one, one, one of the good part of Kennel to me Mm -hmm. is that I was, I was telling myself that in 2021, I will be considering attending Harvard 
Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw that Next tweet. Week. I saw that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that I wants to know, Awasika just needs to follow him on Twitter, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I was actually just thinking about in 2022, I also actually go to Harvard and do quite a number of learnings. But I was like, okay, fifty thousand dollars is not actually play money when it comes to Nigeria. Like that's over 20, that's almost twenty million naira. Mm. So. Joining, joining Kennel actually simplifies the whole thing for me. I told myself, I'm not sure I want to go to any Harvard anymore because Kennel is more like an Harvard for the Web3 space because yeah. one, of, one of the things I am actually going to go and do in Harvard is not actually to learn. I know that was more network and uh, connections in Harvard. Yeah. Looking at level and uh, level of Web3 network we have, the mentors and the fellow in Kennel, I think is actually what what all the time and the attention really. So Kennel Fellowship is one thing that I believe is a blessing to the Web3 space. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we can get more into detail on that in our follow-up conversation. But to wrap this conversation up, um, where do you see yourself, say, 10 years from now? Like, what do you see your role being like 10 years from now? in this space, in not just in Nigeria, but in Africa and yeah. the continent? Okay, 10 years from now, I, I see myself as more like an angel investor, seed investor mm. kind of role. Yeah. This, is, this, is why, this is why I say that. I do believe that as I, as I move in the space, I'm going to actually see more people with talent, more people with idea, more people with this and that. So. One way or the other, I'm going to help them build their project and idea, but I will be there to say, okay, if you are building this something fantastic, take this. Mm -hmm. Then be like a more connecting bridge. I know one of, one of the good parts I see in Web3 is that three is, is growing and keep growing. So I'm going to be growing along with the space at a time, I believe so. Yeah. I believe I'm going to be growing along with the space and more like, more like an investor in the in 10 years, I'm sure I'm going to be like an investor in 10 years. Okay, you're sure of it. And you're going to be investing in projects you believe specifically in Africa, right? And that will have impact in Africa or global projects? Uh, both global and Africa. I, I, I would, I would, as long as it's favorable to humans, it, mm -hmm. has, uh, it has, I would like to call it now, it has impact, direct impact on people, yeah. on when on education, yeah. on the, the economy, at least it gives, it helps people make uh, some level of income. Yeah. Something, something that is worth investing in. But more, more specifically, I will be looking at projects that helps build Africa. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and every at the end of every um, show, we always ask our guests to share with us lessons that they've learned from their journey because we want to learn from you. So what lessons have you learned from your journey that you'd like to share with us? Anything at all. It can be from business, from building, from your personal life, you know, like just any lesson that you think is worthwhile that we should learn. Uh, I, think, I think one, one thing that I've learned so far is to not assume that something is too far or too big to achieve. Mm. And uh, I, I will simplify. I will simplify like this. Mm -hmm. Like when I when I when I when I joined the blockchain space fully, I think 2018. I told myself, if 
my friends that goes to work can still end in this space, I can do it. Mm. And I told, I told myself at the point too that in, in, I think I told myself about in 2021, I want to be sure I have met Vitalik in person. <laughs> nice. So I want to be sure I have a name in the space. Yeah. And uh, my, to my amazement, I met Vitalik early this year in Paris. Mm. So it means I already did that. And uh, I think so far, in as much as I have, uh, is I just, uh, I was as small as my project is, it's yeah. still a point to represent in the space. Of course. So I can see that. I don't, don't, don't just believe that it's nothing impossible. Like, there was, there was time I used to just crash on every, every tweet I see so that I can be relevant. That, let, me, let me just put it like that. Yeah. Though it's more like turning point and all, but now I think I'm achieving what I think I believe I can, I, I, I was, I, I can achieve in 2021 even right here in 2020. So don't just stop, don't stop dreaming. If you, see, if you see it, then you can achieve it. Yeah, I love that, definitely. Because I think sometimes people become intimidated, you know, like thinking big is intimidating. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> very, very, very intimidating. Like, it's, uh, like, it's scary. Like, I started I as a community manager in the space. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to my friend, Ash, Mm-hmm. The, yes, actually yes. migrated, migrated me from being an ordinary community manager to a functional QA person. Nice. And that, that experience actually opened me up to the, the develop the back-end development of the project, what yeah. happens here, what framework is being used there and all. And sincerely, that experience has so far been the strong point of iPhone Nigerian Dev. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we can get more into detail in our follow-up conversation about how you met EPNS and and I know you're very close to those guys and how that relationship flourished. But for now, we will say goodbye to to um, our listeners, and I hope you learned a bit or two about our Sika. And until next time, bye for now. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey there, Rare Ones. I hope you enjoyed listening into this week's conversation. The Rare Birds podcast is available for listen across all major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and several more. Please share our conversations with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can do so by opting in on our homepage of our website, www.rarebirdshq.com. The weekly newsletter provides analysis and data around the topics explored in our weekly conversations. Lastly, I would love your feedback and spend way too much time on Twitter. My handle is included in the notes section of each episode. Tweet me your thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve my craft. If you absolutely love what you heard, then rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week for more conversation. Bye for now.